podcast, what's up? Super fired up. Uh, gonna be in Texas, El Paso. When am I gonna be in El Paso? February 5th, I will be in Texas, El Paso, El Paso, Texas. Uh, if, so if you're in the area or have friends, and then I will be in Dubai on March 11th, I believe, that is correct. Uh, and to find out the rest of the places I'm gonna be that are locked in, go to garyvee.com slash events, and now sit back and listen to the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? This episode is from an interview that Gary did for the Call of Duty League season opener in Minnesota. He spoke about the new league and his thoughts behind why it will succeed. Make sure to hit him up and leave a review, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so the first question I have is around you, you know, joining the Call of Duty League yes. as a minority. What went into that decision-making process? For you know, what went into the decision of getting involved and becoming a minority owner was really serendipity, humans, and macro strategies. You know, in the macro, I believe that esports is a foundational sport until the day I die and will continue to grow in popularity all the way until that day. Um, serendipity is, the, and, and the people part is that my first business, the Wine Library, is in a town called Springfield, New Jersey, and the Wilfs, the owner of the Vikings and obviously the majority owners here live in that town and I got to know them through those years. We built a nice friendship and with Jonathan specifically who was a young kid during those years we got friendly. Um, I did a lot of tech investing when he got out of school. He was intrigued by that. We talked about a lot of stuff maybe four, three, four years ago. We started having the conversation around esports. I remember the phone call very vividly. What do you know about it? I'm like I'm paying attention. I don't know what the timing. Debated the value of being into esports at the mercy of an IP, things of that nature. And eventually, you know, I got a phone call and they said, we're gonna be doing this and we'd love you to be a part of it. And, you know, I'm not huge on partnerships. Uh, keep it usually in a family, but occasionally, you know, you know the people almost to the level of family. And so it felt right from a macro and a human level and that's what made me jump into the business. Amazing. That's funny, I'm from New Jersey too. I'm, what part? I was born in Elizabeth. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, very close. Morris Avenue is right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, my, uh, my family's from Union too. So I love it. Yeah, very close. Very cool. um, how would you say your, your expertise as a media entrepreneur has, has helped you in joining esports and obviously the launch of the league as a whole? You know, obviously with you know my background, there's a lot of value prop I can bring to the team from a content and strategy standpoint. Uh, we have an incredible team in place to begin with. Obviously the league is very young. There's still that balance right now between the league and the teams finding their cadence. To be frank, you know, even though I have a big personality on camera, I tend to be quite patient and passive in a lot of ways in the beginning of things because I don't want to come in too hot. I have a lot of conviction, a lot of passions and opinions. So, so far it's been actually more listening you know, than anything else, obviously, there's been some thoughts around content strategies on the rocker side, and obviously, I'm available to the guys and things of that nature. But right now, I think everybody has been so focused on this opening weekend, logistically, and, and more importantly, the guys being prepared for the match itself. So, you know, I, I think that will manifest more over time. And obviously, from a building the brand and marketing standpoint, you know, I, I, I want to be involved as much as I possibly can and the team has been looking to me on that level as well and so um, it's going to be a big factor. Sure. So you mentioned you know, the league getting started and things like that. Um, how do you feel that 
the league has done as far as launching the franchise city-based models, very new thing. Yep. You know, bringing that to the table. <clears throat> what do you What do you think they've done well, and, and where do you see it going in the future? You know, I, I think that we've seen. You know, what I think the league's done well in the launches. Um, pick the right owners. I'm extremely happy with the ownership group. I think it starts there at some level. Um, I, I think that the league has also been uh, thoughtful. I, I, I've watched a lot of things over the last two decades. Try to come out too hot, overpromise. I, I think we found the right balance of, you know, built, you know, one great thing is the title is a real title at scale that has cross-cultural understanding. I, I would argue, even different than Overwatch and other things, there's a broader awareness. So we're dealing with a lot of uh, ammo, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, But I also like the thoughtfulness. Obviously, we just put together our distribution deal right before the opening weekend. So, you know, uh, obviously, I think where I see it going is these weekends having 60, 80,000 people in attendance. I think it's gonna be a very, very, very big league. And so I'm really, really excited about it. I I think, it's super early. Uh, uh, and I think the tone and tenor you're getting for me is I'm, I'm wildly patient. You know, I don't know if I will actually even judge this league until 18 months from today. I, I don't even know if I'll begin the process to say, hey, is this good, bad, or indifferent? Um, this is right now is completely about focusing on executing what's in front of us, uh, making sure that we are doing the right thing by this enormous fan base. Um, there's all this action, as you know, going on in the pit right now with the amateurs and all that energy. We're launching, we're active right now as we're filming this. So, you know, I think, um, I, I think it goes to attendance numbers that surprise people. And I, I think it goes to a place where a lot of these kids that are participating are some of the most famous athletes in the world. And, uh, and I'm very humbled to be a part of it. Podcast, what's good? I uh, want to make sure you're signed up for the weekly newsletter. We revamped it uh, a couple weeks ago and the response has been overwhelming. Um, in the history of the newsletter, maybe seven or eight years, I think we've had two or three significant changes, but there's been nothing like this. The recap nature, uh, the fact that it only comes out once a week, we, we visually loaded it up in a UI UX that makes it easily to consume while having a ton of information. There may be no better way to keep up with opportunities uh, and information that you're probably looking for than signing up for the newsletter. Go to GaryVaynerchuk.com, uh, my website GaryVaynerchuk.com and sign up for the email newsletter. It's at the top or the side or you'll find it. It's, it's there. Uh, sign up for the uh, Weekly V uh, newsletter and, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. And now to the podcast. You recently mentioned, I heard, I heard, I saw in a video that 30 to 40 years from now, you see this looking back at a, a weekend like this one and looking at it like the launch of the NBA. Yes. What are the common misconceptions that you see when you know you mention something like that and other people, I assume there's a lot of them that just don't see the same yeah. thing that you see. Well, the good news, you know, when I talk about in 40 years, being an old man and talking about this exact weekend. I was like, yeah, and the guy interviewing me for, was from New Jersey, like, you know, like, it's just, it's obvious to me. It's, it's already happened at the consumer level. I'm not worried about CMOs of Fortune 500 companies or other men and women in the business world who are in finance or Wall Street seeing it. This has already happened with the end user. And I think that uh, my whole career has been built on seeing things that have already happened 
that the B2B world has not seen. So I'm deeply consumer centric uh, and uh, I think that anybody that's been paying attention to Call of Duty or esports or video game culture recognizes that it's one of the biggest entertainment industries in the world by a country mile and uh, now it's about packaging and merchandising and so yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I didn't say as I sit here, I believe this will be footage that I look back at fondly. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the you know original owners of those leagues that became the leagues we all know wish there was more footage uh, during those weekends because obviously they were at the mercy of the media. They couldn't be doing it themselves like we all can now. And so I'm excited about it. One last question for you. You mentioned that uh, you know the, the foundation that of the of the esport, and now you have a new league building on top of you know say ten or twelve years of history, and it sounds like you have an approach of listening before acting, which you know I'm sure is not necessarily everyone's approach. What goes into that process for you? I mean, it's a pretty savvy move to say you know you have to absorb a lot of stuff for eighteen months, for example, like you also mentioned, and then you can start to you know pick and choose and see what you know being audited. You know, I think for me, it's about reputation. You know, I'm very proud of the content that's on the internet. It, you know, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily love me because, you know, maybe I curse, maybe I'm competitive, maybe too much conviction, uh, bravado. And I always think about, it, I'm like, man, I'm so careful about what I say. I'm so glad that I haven't given people ammo to make funny videos of like, why listen to this guy? Look at all this wrong stuff. And it's because, you know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, I spoke at Harvard this morning and one of the people came up to me and they, were, they didn't realize, they were trying to be very nice. They're like, man, I didn't realize how smart you are. And uh, I was smiling because for me, I don't know why anyone would do anything meaningful. I've worked my whole life very hard. The money I put into this team is a lot of money for me. <laughs> you know, I would think it's a good idea to be educated and do a lot of homework before you make those kind of moves. So I'm proud of my process. I, I, uh, I'm focused on it. and. Uh, and I think more people should do it. Uh, you know, I think when people see aggressive entrepreneurs doing creative things, I think I guess they think it's more guessing. I guess they think it's more gambling. Uh, I'm a, I do very little that I haven't thought about a whole lot. Amazing. Two years in one mouth, right? Appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you so much. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness, uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's reviews, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention and the real deal. Written in by Safety Eric and Nick Jones 88 say, Gary, as a safety professional, I'm routinely the most disliked person in a company, but that's okay with me for obvious reason. I just started listening today and I can say that I've had more than one aha moment. Thanks for the content and making me rethink my own aspirations of opening up my own consulting firm one day. And secondly, Gary talks the talk because he walks the walk. There's a lot of crap out there in the world and Gary brings perspective and a get up and go do attitude that will kick your butt into gear. The positive vibe he puts off is addictive. Thank you both so much for writing in and remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.